Hi, hi, and welcome. It's Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie coming at you, and over there in Tennessee, it's me. It's Karen. Karenally, <laughs> for short. <laughs> you always wanted a full name to have a nickname from. Um, I'm getting it. That's it. <laughs> on my birth certificate. Because yours is Bonneville. Bonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I don't know if you saw what I texted you one day that some people have been finding us from TikTok, which is cool. And they were asking for entrance into the group. And so since you let me do that, I said, okay, and let people in. So, um, that's the group on Facebook. There's a young man named Franklin Graham. There's another that you let in <laughs> called Kenny Copeland. Oh, okay, so I did want to tell people, if you've asked to be let in and I didn't, it's either because I'm really bad at it or because you didn't answer the questions that Karen has put in place, and they're really easy. And most of all, we just want somebody to agree with following the rules of the group because it's a nice group. Everyone's yeah, very civil. Yeah, don't be a chapeau. That's it. Yeah. And we have Christians, never Christians. They're like never nudes and ex-Christians. And everyone seems to get along or they're quiet either way. But I think a lot of the people that try and get in there that don't answer questions have been invited by other people in there. Um, And we keep saying, if you're going to invite your friends notify them that they have to answer the damn questions and they might not even want to be in that group that's the thing if they don't want to be then that's fine too just so so we anyway hate them. so so there's some people who i just didn't let in and i didn't look at them so if you really would like to be in and i haven't said okay just send another request is that how that works beg i think beg, beg. Yeah. yes yes <laughs> or dm karen directly and she'll fix it yay um So, yeah, so that just, it's kind of neat that all these things are dovetailing together. So Instagram is another place to find us. Please don't forget to send in your funny, true stories about your life in your church. Does not have to be evangelical church, but that's always funny. But, you know, I'd really like to hear what people, I don't know, had to go through in their synagogue or in their mosque. I don't know. I'd like to know some funny things from there. Entertain us. And yeah. that's the, uh, we always get, uh, I guess once every two weeks, someone says, oh, it's fun to make fun of Christianity, but not the other religions. And we have to keep going um, because we were that religion and that's what we know. And there are other ones that make fun and have fun with other religions. That's not us. It's not us. You know what? And I was just saying to Karen before we went, quote unquote, on air, humans are just so fucking weird. The stuff Mm. that we do and that we've decided to make important, it's sometimes so arbitrary. So in my mind, we're making fun of the human condition and how we do it when we organize into a religion. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's a church it just, culture, it, mostly. Well, Karen goes yeah. after the Bible, but Bonnie is, you, you know, you're free from jail if Thief in the Night movie is really real and they come and they hold guns to you that you have to confess all your sins. You will be fine. I will be the one <laughs> shot. So I take a bullet for you. I I don't know. I was, I. You can believe whatever you want, you know, and yes. just don't don't make me correct. I mean, just don't me shove it down no. my throat. Anyway, oh my gosh, and George Carlin saying something to the effect of like, I like people one on one, but once they start getting in groups, they start to That's go it. with the group mentality. It becomes more important than the individual you're interacting with. So I don't know. We're just and a weird also- species. We are. I still want to use church clot because I like how he called groups clots. <laughs> clots. Well, so we're recording this on Easter, and I am laughing because I took an old Easter thing I did for TikTok and just reposted it yesterday on TikTok and Instagram. 
And I'm just saying, you know, as you're enjoying this weekend, remember who it's really about. And I say Judas and people right. go, ha, ha, ha. Um, but I just read a comment on Instagram where someone said, I just saw this while I'm sitting in church and laughed <laughs> and showed my mother and she did not laugh. <laughs> so don't look at her stuff in church, y'all. <laughs> and then um, during a Zoom, which Bonnie and I do sponsor Zooms where you can meet Bonnie face to face. And well, we and drink Karen. and laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was also doing some free ones. So sign up for our newsletter. We have it. Below, you'll see all the links below in this episode. But we were doing one, I was doing one, and there was a young woman who said she went to get her tubes tied voluntarily to be a child free person and wore our Remember When God Drowned Babies shirt. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. So you guys take it even further. (laughs) These bold youths, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. That's so funny. So can I tell you my excitement of the week? Because you're about to hear of all the depression of the last two weeks. But my excitement got my convertible shoes. Oh, that's right. (laughs) So tell people what they are. Listen. Seriously, this is so exciting. I'm going to try and act it out for you. But damn TikTok came across this TikTok of this inventor who made shoes where you like twist the heel off in a way. There's something. Anyway, so you buy like a sandal that is flat and flexible, but then you can buy heels and then you like screw them on. I am delighted. I'm I'm over the moon because we're going on like our first trip overseas since way before COVID. If people don't know, like my husband's not from this country and um, we're fortunate enough that we go overseas every once in a while. But uh, and I'm like, look, I can bring these and then just all the heel attachments. <laughs> I'm so excited. Can you wear them as flats? Yes, so I wore them as flats the other day out, and it was really cool. So when you make them into little heels, you make them into like stilettos and all the other things that come with it. Um, And I'm not. I'm going to tell them. Let's see if they'll sponsor us because I'm not giving them free press. No, (laughs) it's called passion, like fashion with the P. Um, But. Yeah, you can wear them flat, and when you wear them with heels, it comes with this thing that goes, like, under for extra support of your foot. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, good. Listen, this is the miracles Jesus preached about. This. (laughs) This is what we've been waiting for in humankind, and that's why I wanted to share it with everyone. It's very exciting. These are the miracles we've been waiting for, and card tricks. Um. I think that a convertible shoe is just up your alley because I remember being envious of two pair of shoes that you had when you were kids. Mm -hmm. One was called Yo-Yo's, and they had a hole through the heel. It was like a little one and a half or two inch heel. Yeah. Designer is what I called it. Yeah. And then you had the sandals that had a little button and wheels would pop out and make them roller skates. Oh, I can just hear it now because it was the, like that dry um, metal wheels. (laughs) So it was awful on the cement. That could have been, or I could have been wearing the other ones where I thought those men were chasing me. And I Mm. tried to skate up your grandparents' hill that was gravel. (laughs) Rocks. And it was just sparks like a skinny (laughs) Karen just going... As these two men, I thought, were going to molest me, and I knocked, and your grandfather came out and was just like, go away to them, and they were they were Mormons. Mormons. Right. Anyway. <laughs> yep. That's great. Oh, they always scared me when they were in the hood. Yeah. So we're going to get into Church Bulletin. We're recording this on a Sunday, and it'll be out on the Wednesday, uh, you know, Zeus willing. Because there's been so much going on that I have forgotten, 
like since Christmas, I'm like, oh, we got to do a church bulletin because of this. We got to do it because of that. And then when I was reviewing what to talk about, of course, my mind went blank. So we just grabbed a few for you to tell you <laughs> what's going on in the evangelical mostly world. Uh, yeah. And to, yeah, As some of mine well, is dramatic. So we say oh, we don't we'll deal in mine. trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but today we'll have some special trauma visiting. No, no. Let's talk about first that um, that uh, one of my favorite headlines was, look who got a job. So after a couple <laughs> years hiding out in Florida after he cheated on his wife with the lady who busted him on media, um, I don't know, social media, whatever, um, Carl Lentz got oh. a job. And so, of Hillsong. Okay. Of Hillsong, yep. So here I'm reading from the Religion News Service. That um, Great, great <laughs> service. Who's oh. the writer of this one? Bob? Oh, I don't know. And I closed oh, that's it. That's all right. I'm sorry. Um, that's okay. You know, they don't need to get credit, Bonnie. <laughs> Writers, just <laughs> well, ignore So Carl Lentz, the ousted pastor of Hillsong, New York City, has landed on staff at Transformation Church, a predominantly black, non-denominational megachurch in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that is led by pastor, author, and popular YouTuber Michael Todd. So he's at a megachurch. You heard it? Wait a minute. The name of the church? Yeah. Transformation. Oh. Trans. So there we go. It's, <laughs> sure. He's he's been groomed. Well, that's I, I didn't know. I heard I heard say about this, but I didn't know that it was a predominantly black church, which is very reminiscent of uh, Paula White when she overtook a predominantly black church in Orlando. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, and I wonder what people of the black community think of just like, here you go. Now you're going to be led by a white person. I mean, isn't that sort of, uh, no, no, no. He's coming on as like a consultant to try to help them build. And so I I get that. It's, I know I don't, I I don't either, but so here, let me just start off with a couple things like you were saying before, if gunshot to my head or whatever, maybe I wouldn't go to hell, whatever. I really think that if you mess up like that, you you can redeem yourself and you can get forgiveness from your family and it's an mm-hmm. awful thing. So I'm just focusing, I'm just focusing <laughs> on like what they're doing. They're They're a huge... Like organization, and I started to mm-hmm. say corporation, because yeah. this 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 church in Tulsa they own a lot of property. So they were founded in 1999. Let's see, in the historically black Greenwood district of Tulsa. Um, so now they meet in the suburb of Bixby at a 4,500 seat Spirit Bank event center, which the church owns. And so the arena, they bought it in 2019 for $10.5 million. They had to get that money from somewhere. Oh, they did. Uh Uh-huh. It is among the nearly $67 million worth of real estate properties that the church has bought in the area for the past four years. God. So these are just giant Groups. Also, I Giant. think it's funny that that Carl's job that um, it was re- mm-hmm. <laughs> it was reported also in E Entertainment News. So that <laughs> gives you a little bit right. of um, of context because you know they always associate him with Justin Bieber and I don't know who the right. other people are. Um, so okay, so in the E thing, I read. He, on May 19th, there's going to be an FX docu-series that covers the Hillsong scandals, and it's going to have their first interviews from Carl and his wife since he got fired. Um, So Interesting. I mean, I hate to say, but if they—I have a feeling it'll be what I call, like, faux authenticity, where they're going to sound very authentic, but— 
we've all progressed past that whole authenticity phase or phenomenon that went on a few years ago, like Rachel Hollis and all that. And now we can see through it. And they're going to be like, it was hard, but forgiveness is a day-to-day choice. That's what I predict. 20 bucks. Yeah, I do too. And I mean, it's like... It's like anytime you say something that is true, like, yeah, you can say with complete sincerity, like, oh, my God, my wife gave birth and it was the miracle of birth. Yep. Happens every day. So, like, forgiveness does happen. And some people, Mm -hmm. it's real and serious to them. And so, you know, God bless them, whatever that means. But he's... I mean, he's just being a consultant because it says that he's um, um, some source says that he's launched a consulting and coaching business and his clients include churches, which makes sense. But it's just it's 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 PR. It's marketing for for something that isn't a product. But I guess it is. And is. So I think two things on that. One is that I I believe forgiveness is not necessary in life, but that forgiveness, of course, happens and that people can be sincere and turn from their bad ways. And that might be Carl. Uh, But at the same time, like. Michael Vick with the fighting dogs and all that (laughs) disgusting stuff. Like, he asks for forgiveness, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to let him run an animal shelter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to get out of that area of whatever you're doing. And ministry, we've seen this a hundred times that they just re-quote offend. And even if they don't, it, it hurts the church in one way or another. But the other thing is, my husband and I were driving the other day, and this came up yesterday. So, ooh, we have connections in the spirit world to <laughs> these subjects we're covering today. Because I'm going to touch on Justin Bieber, too. But I know someone who you know, too. And my husband's like, what is he doing nowadays? And I said, I think he's still in the same thing he was, which was a paid position for consulting and church planting. So it's like a very niche thing. And when you're in the church world, everything seems normal. Like that's a normal job. It's just another industry. For a church is a normal job. And it's so not. Like it's just so... Not, um, but it is anyway. Good luck, Carly. I I at least think okay, this is good that he's got that he's more of a behind the scenes person doing consulting rather than pastoring a face. So that's yeah, yeah, at least it's a little bit good. I, I mean, I really love when, um, defamed white men try, uh, to advise. Black churches can be great. Okay, next. <laughs> wait, one. wait, wait. There was one <laughs> other thing I was. <laughs> okay. Oh, next. connected to Carl. All right. There was one other thing connected to Carl. Okay, so I always go to the the weird place of the reality of what's happening. Okay, so his kids are like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Then they move to Florida. So at least they're in Florida. And it's like, <laughs> Which it's is pretty. super embarrassing. They're, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but it's pretty. Yeah. They were over on Tampa, I think. And they're, you know, they had the beach next to them. So like now they've got to go to Oklahoma and be completely landlocked. And right. I mean, I don't know what the hell happens in Oklahoma. All I picture is, you know, um, what, what's the movie? Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And just <laughs> I was gonna say Oklahoma. in the black and white version, <laughs> tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, that's that's what Oklahoma is. I'm sure it's not, but I just wanna. I'm just no. thinking of these kids having to relocate again because that is not easy for grownups, and it's Definitely really not, not easy for children. And so, anyway, so I was just thinking like about the kids and how they didn't ask for any of this. Definitely you know? not, and. At the same time, 
I maybe it'll be better because they're going to somewhere that wants them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Florida yeah. was an exiled place. But who knows? I I don't know. He screwed it. He yeah. screwed his family for sure while screwing the lady at the dog park. Yeah, yeah. Um, the lady at the dog park. Um, all right. So you want to tell yours? The rest of mine are light and a little bit fluffy. Yeah, mine's so hilarious. Okay. Mine's so funny. Okay, so there was a shooting in Nashville. No. All right. So, yeah, it's been a couple weeks of hell here and just traumatic for everyone. I'm going to generally just touch on things, and that's it. But uh, as you guys know, elementary shooting here. I'm not going to go into all of it. I will say some good things. Now, I don't mention some of my friends on here and some, quote, secrets I know that aren't everywhere, but I can mention this. So my little bestie that I talk to you about all the time, she's younger than me, is one of the designers working on, they're building a or they're um, decorating a building that will be a memorial to the people who died that day at the Covenant school shooting. And then um, there will be free therapy for victims and so forth. All of that is beautiful at the same time. You know, it could have been not needed, et cetera, et cetera. So there are a lot of things that go into it. It could have been not needed if they, I don't know, didn't shoot people correct okay correct. didn't have the guns available etc and i can get into all that oh man can i anyway i'm going to jump ahead to what i have coined and i get 10 percent: the tennessee justin's league <laughs> that took too long um <laughs> So Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, and I've known of them before they got put in office because they were making a, they were stirring up a lot of attention in the media before they got into the legislature. And they are the state legislature? Yeah, they're the two young black lawmakers, one from Nashville, one from Memphis, who got ousted by our KKK legislature here. And part of me just, I don't think everything happens for a reason, like our asshole governor said after the shooting, pretty much. But I am thankful that what these victims of these families and what these two black young men have had to go through, that it is unveiling what's going here on in Tennessee. And one thing... I can go through everything bit by bit of when they were expelled and oh, it was unfucking believably just one-sided. And I'll just do a little because I streamed it all day long on TikTok for anyone who came in. I thought I'd be on there for an hour. It was eight hours. So the idea eight that hours they're of like, like C-SPAN level. Behavior yes. and action and possibly slow moving. Oh, it was it was pretty was it fast fast-ish moving, moving yeah. when it once it got going. There is no uh, uh, the people in our government, the old white men who I say there was no room on their HOAs at the time. They wanted power because. They wanted to be professional baseball players after high school, and when they realized they weren't good enough, they're like, but I need a world stage. Okay, our HOA's filled up. How about I get my good old boyfriends to help elect me for state senator or whatever? So that's all these assholes. It was unbelievably biased, and they're like, let's play a clip of the other day. And, And the two young men, their sides were like, hey, we haven't seen this clip. What? We want to see the clip first. Yeah. Anyway, they show a clip, and it is edited, the beginning and the ending, so you can't see what's going on before. And then they edit it in what 
some sound bites that the people who led this peaceful protest said on the news. That is not an edit of what actually happened on the floor. So all of it was terribly biased. I've called and yelled at some of these people. I've requested a sit down with another and I doubt it'll happen. But I, my husband came in and he was like, did you hear the very beginning of the whole day? And I'm like, no, I just hopped in the Tennessee legislature website trying to wait till we see who got expelled. Bonnie, I can't even tell you the other bills that came forward. Thank God the cameras were there because they kept calling on Justin Jones, who they'd never call on before the mm-hmm. cameras are there, because every bill that was introduced, he would go like, wait a minute, are you saying, and he revealed like what the Republicans were really doing each time. So one guy. What the bill was really can, about? Yes. So one guy okay. is like, hello, I want the the flag of Tennessee and of America to be flown on state buildings. And then Justin Jen would, would pry a little more until the guy gets so frustrated that he admits <laughs> that he wants it so that pride flags can't be flown at state buildings. So if you're in a dorm, you can't put your pride flag up unless you're holding a, an official LGBT meeting. Oh, my um, gosh. So yeah, that— the, the people who can manipulate parts of the truth. It, exactly. It, yeah, all these, these bills, it's—I I don't know how our government, anyway, works with all this nonsense, but that's okay. I— We'll leave that to other people, but we have to get involved if we want to, to. you know, sift through all the nonsense that's out there. It's terrible, and they don't even ask the people, and this kept going on and on. But my husband came in, and he was like, did you see the beginning of the day? No. And, you know, they always have chaplains in leading a prayer at the beginning, And this prayer was so Jesus-heavy, and Jesus this, Jesus that, and if anyone here is not saved because there were protesters up in the balconies that had to remain quiet. So there was literally, except for singing Just As I Am and having an altar call, it was just a total blatant uh, mini-Christian conversion service as the opening prayer. And he's like, I don't understand separation of church and state. I'm like, I love that people are now seeing what a southern state deals with when it comes yeah. to this shit. Because they all, oh my God, they all keep saying God and this and that. And they're all such assholes. I, well, Okay, so uh, doesn't the solution seem to be, okay, let me believe in this. And then I'll get saved, and then I'll be what you want me to be, saved, and I still won't agree with you. So how about that? That would be great. And that was (laughs) what was so powerful is once these two young men, who I love to death, got expelled out in the gallery where there were protesters, Uh, the school shooting was at somewhere called Covenant, and there was a lady with a sign that said Covenant Mom. I don't know if her child was a direct victim or there that day. Yeah. And Justin Pearson from Memphis just spent time with her. She was hugging on him. And it's like she's the person they need to be listening to. Yeah. And the ones who got ousted are the ones who are actually listening. And it just goes to show how demented the whole white evangelicalism is, because I'll tell you, these Justins are very Christian, a little too Christian for my taste, I will tell you, (laughs) because they kept reading Bible verses. Um, Justin Jones is getting his theological degree from Vanderbilt. So he's reading Bible verses and Pearson's talking about God. And I'm like, I don't like that that much. I will tell you that. But Mm -hmm. that you understand it's to be used for justice is so important. Um, 
So well, if they're inviting like a, everybody to be saved, then these guys are like, hey, I am saved and yep. I'm going to say something else. Right. I'm going to use your stuff against you. But it's been just like so stressful and all our friends were just texting back and forth because everyone's one person away from a victim. Yeah. And it's just been, oh, um, and I have therapist friends uh, that, you know, that's what they're doing. They're seeing people who, who knew of someone. Um, yeah. So that is not that exciting. But. Well, it's not I funny. Guess my f- it's not funny. It's not. I will say that. Let's see what I can make funny about it. Um, well, it is absurd, so let's count it as that. Let's, yeah, Andrew Farmer of Sevierville, I'll tell you what's funny about Hold him. on, Sevierville? <laughs> so Sevierville is where Dolly Parton's from. Severe, like a pigeon. severe storm? It's not spelled the same way. It's oh, got an okay. I in there. Okay. Uh, but it's where Dolly's from, and there's Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg right there. I don't love that area. It's, you know, it's exactly what you would think it would be, except Dolly's great. By the way, she has a book coming out in October that looks great. Mm -hmm. And I already have the pre-orders and the audio up in our storefront. So you can go to our store. Um, But the guy who I already called him... Who represents them is absolutely Danny McBride in some of his roles where he's like trying to act cool and it's comical where (laughs) he's like, come on, come on. And he's trying to stand up too tall and stick out his chest because I'm like, why is this guy so familiar? And then I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's right. That's right. So he's the guy who represents Serverville or... Severeville. Okay, Severeville. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And um, anyway, he was a real jackass. You sent me the video of that, and the guy was like, hey, guys, you're getting your attention. All you got to do is pass a bill. All you got to do is pass a bill. Right. Is that the one? And then he's like, like, "Uh." yes. Uh. Oh, my. (laughs) He's just a joke. Anyway, uh, you can follow my TikToks on who to call and... (laughs) Just enjoy, enjoy. Uh, so maybe that's the funny part. It does lead into that there is a North Carolina, um, there's a hearing. I don't know what kind of commission, board, legal, I don't know what level it was, but it was about the righteous gemstones, oh. about that there is a show that is making fun of churches. Call the and they're very upset about. Oh, boo McBride for president. Anyway, no, that's sort of the fun. You don't get to be upset about it if you're in the majority. You, if you know, it's what is it? You, you don't there shit you down. Go. You shit up. Whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to be made fun of if you think you want to be big man. I, exactly, exactly. And I keep saying, like, some woman put on uh, a TikTok thing. You know, because I'm a Christian, we're told not to be um, confrontive, and that's probably why Christians have no voice in this country. And I was like, really. Oh, what? me? <laughs> what you mean, are you talking about? Oh, maybe she means Christian women. Exactly. Oh, and she doesn't even realize home. that. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Christian women, <laughs> listen to this. Um, in Alabama, there is a 59-year-old woman who has been sentenced to federal prison after authorities say she stole nearly $90,000 from her church. So. Boing. Wow. <laughs> Carmen Davis of Op. Yep, there's a place in Alabama, <laughs> Alabama named Op. O-P-P. Two P's? <laughs> yep. Uh, As in you down with property. O-P-P. <laughs> what? Which stands for other people's property, and that's exactly what she did. Yeah. 
It doesn't <gasps> stand for property, but that's okay, at least in the rap world. What does it stand for? What is the it? The other word for cat. Anyway, Carmen was sentenced to 18 months in prison after pleading guilty to eight counts of wire fraud, according to a Friday announcement, blah, 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 Alabama. Okay. So the judge also ordered her to serve one year of supervised release once her prison term is complete. Okay, so in 2006, according to court records and testimony, she was appointed the Brooklyn or by the Brooklyn Congregational Methodist Church in Coffee County to serve as its secretary. So this is a long mm-hmm. time ago, 2006. Yeah. As the church secretary, she had authority to pay bills and expenses, you know, that are incurred by the church and had access to the church's bank accounts. She eventually obtained a debit card associated with the church's bank account without the church's knowledge. Okay. (laughs) Authorities said she began using the card to make fraudulent cash withdrawals at ATMs and to purchase personal items at various retailers. She also... (laughs) She also fraudulently wrote checks from the church's bank account to herself or made them out to cash. So <laughs> <laughs> she did not make the withdrawals and purchases with knowledge or consent of the church, nor were they for the church's benefit. Then here you go. Evidence gathered during the investigation indicated that she used some of the illicit proceeds for trips to casinos in Mississippi oh, and Alabama. She so, doubled down and on the sin. <laughs> so this started in 2006. The fraudulent activity was not discovered until August 2019. This Listen, is a lot of years that God. she like, augmented her salary. <laughs> What what kind of church? What's the name of the church? Do you know? Maybe I'll find it in a second. But listen to this. So in August 19, when a church leader received a letter from the church's bank indicating there were insufficient funds to cover a $75 check written oh, against the church's shit. account. So A... If she's the secretary, why doesn't she fucking know that there's not even $75 in the account? And Yikes. if there's not even $75 in the account, it, that's just that's just a that's big shame. Good. That's not that's good. Um, so they are having to shut down because they don't have any money. Um, wow. Yep. 89000 and change Shit. she got from that. Okay. Tell me if so, you can find the name of the church. Or what denomination? Oh, it's um, Brooklyn Con- Brooklyn Congregational Methodist Church. I'm just wondering if it's, it doesn't sound like it, except for the congressional, but if they are the kinds that believe in discernment, um, they shouldn't anymore. Because what does that mean, if discernment? It means that God tells you things that are going on without there being any earthly knowledge and you have okay. words of knowledge it's almost like fortune telling where god gives you information but for this to be going on this long if they believe in discernment in that church i would say it did not work <laughs> well it didn't work out because they're shutting down um god. but i just did the math so that average is out to about seven thousand dollars a year that mm-hmm. she was pilfering. So if then you divide that, that's like it's like five hundred and seventy-six dollars a month. So she was just kind of giving herself a little raise as she went she along. She was topping up. Yeah, she was topping. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I just I just feel bad. Seventy-five dollars. <laughs> if they didn't have that, oh, and I, I hate to say, but over that long time, it was less than $90,000. Are they saying that they only brought in about $100,000 in all those years? They should be shutting down anyway. That's that's a real skinny, well, and, uh, well I mean, except a, for their expenses, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm thinking like, okay, you had to hire somebody to be the secretary. If your church is that small, you better get home and volunteer to do that. And save that money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yes. do not listen to me. And then they'll really <laughs> steal it. <laughs> well, she should have gone to that church in Tulsa <laughs> to get a job. Right. Yeah, so we'll they tell might you notice which one you gone. can go to. <laughs> God. 
People are such shits. That moves into this. So my next section has a few parts. And it's wonderful and crazy, but it's something I've been noticing recently. If you are outside the church or an ex-Christian or don't like organized religion, we don't need to do anything anymore. They are doing it. There are so many lawsuits right now. Really? We are. We can just let the church take down the church financially oh, yeah. because they're all going crazy. So one of them, uh, let me go and talk about that there are 187 United Methodist churches right now in Georgia, North Georgia, who are suing their conference. Because, so the church okay. is suing. Churches have gathered together to do a class action suit to sue their overseeing body, which yeah. I remember growing up, one of the things that was actually talked about in our church is how litigation is bad. Um, that obviously went out the window after a while, but like suing your own, quote, brothers and sisters within the church was not a good look. Mm-hmm. But now I, I'm about to go through a few lawsuits here, but I'm just going to stop at that United Methodist one because... <laughs> what are they suing you're for? Suing because... The the United Methodists are splitting in a lot of ways over some ideologies, especially about LGBT people okay. and if they should be accepted, if they shouldn't, et cetera, et cetera. And what the overseeing body is saying is, you know, if you decide to break off in any way, we take the property back rather than oh. that church with the property saying— hey, we'll buy it off, you know, we've been in here and we've been paying the bills for it, so it's ours. So anyway, that's what's happening. Uh, but what got me really was North Georgia, 187 United Methodist churches exist. <laughs> that's d- so yeah. this isn't Baptist, Southern Baptist, Congressional, AOG, Catholic. This is just United Methodists. Yeah. This isn't Presbyterian, and this isn't all of the United Methodist churches up there. Yeah. This is just a group of them, and that there's that many. Holy Have shit. So I'm going to tell you ever about— Have driven the back roads of Georgia from one— <laughs> Not from voluntarily. One, per, one place to a destination. Well, yep. let me tell you. It's just— Yeah. It's it's just roads and roads, and you're like, a oh, church. Oh, oh, church. Yep. Just dotted with little churches. All over. Um, So I'll tell you a few more of how they're taking each other down, but I just wanted to start with that fun lawsuit. Oh, and you know which ones I'm not going to even talk about? That there's a new one out of Maryland that is finally coming out about essay or sexual abuse. I can say it on here. I can't on TikTok. And there's another $1 million one towards a church in Texas. So I'm not even talking about the sexual abuse um, ones. And for people who didn't know, there are now specialty insurances, insurance packages for churches that include molestation insurance that you can take out prior. That's disgusting. To anyone doing that. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm not even going to talk about those. None of the ones I'm going to talk about include uh, any sexual impropriety. But if I did, we'd be here all day. Yeah. That's just, that's, oh, my God. Sexual abuse yeah. insurance. All right. Well, do you want me to lighten up the mood? Okay, yeah, you so, do one, then I'll do one. Yeah. Okay, so with church attendance down, kind of mm-hmm. all over the place, what I noticed in some of the articles that I found in the news about churches and Easter, it's, there were a couple of different churches that they 
publicized events that didn't have anything to do with Jesus. But like one church had in Pennsylvania, they had a bunny or a guy dressed in a bunny outfit, Easter bunny, skydiving Mm -hmm. into their Easter festival. (laughs) So it's like, all right, there's, you know, if it's Halloween, if it's Halloween, dressing up can be like, oh, you know, this might be affiliated with demons and that's no good. But if it's Easter, like, oh, we're going to latch on to like the (laughs) public commercial commercially yeah. you know uh, appropriate rabbit and right. have him be the star of an easter festival to get people in okay so this little article said that the famous rabbit skydived and parachuted into the easter festival at generations house of worship in brackenridge on saturday morning the crowd filled okay so it was a skydiver in full costume from whatever you know, Pennsylvania company performed the stunt and landed safely on a patch of grass about half the size (laughs) of a football field. He dropped from about 4,000 feet out of the plane. Um, Pastor Nick, whose last name I can't pronounce, was thrilled with the crowd that showed up on Saturday. But he also emphasized that this weekend is about Jesus and celebrating Easter. And then he (laughs) said... This is like the episode. But here was a bunny. Okay. <laughs> well, almost. He said, "No bunny loves me like Jesus." <laughs> Even the bunny bows to Christ. <laughs> oh God. So okay. So I want us to post these pictures, and I'm gonna send them to you now because here's the first one. Uh, okay. So. Here's the first picture of him coming down in his parachute. P.S. It's a rainbow parachute, and I just hope that he didn't belong Mm. to the church. And he was like, here comes your LGBTQ bunny. Right. Um, Right. So in the first picture that I sent, you know, it's a guy parachuting in a bunny costume. But his his bunny head is off. So it's like he's got a man head. So then apparently and when I he think gets a mustache. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so then in picture number two, he when he hits the ground, he's put the head on to at least not traumatize <laughs> no right. any children. And just has he's totally bunny except for two human hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you can see best in the next one. So he's got the whole bunny costume on with the people in the in the sweaters for the church and he's high-fiving all the kids with his human hands. So <laughs> <laughs> And they're all going, "You didn't die." Good. <laughs> That would upset me so much to see, like, because these are little kids who might still believe. And to see a human hand come out of a bunny costume. Yeah, with no chocolate whatsoever. But then I think, (laughs) okay, their only other choice to Christianize it would be to have a Jesus falling from the sky. Can you imagine how no, many people they, they would think it's the rapture? The they sky. would be like, "There's Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I did see some Easter egg hunts, which the word "hunt" is just, um, I guess, there as an homage to what it used to be. Remember when you had to go look around somebody's yard and find the eggs? They just oh yeah, like it these was eggs hard. on the ground. Now. I know. <laughs> They're just Bullshit. making Americans idiots. Making just like, American there you kids go. soft. <laughs> like, right. Can you find this egg that's right in front of you? Oh, and we so used annoying. to have, like, it was a big thing. We would always have one egg with peanut butter for our dog. And then we would have some with a few <laughs> coins. And then we started putting in, like, a chore. Like, you don't want to find a certain egg. And, of course, my brother was smart because he'd find an egg, open it, see the chore, and put it back. And I was the (laughs) idiot that's like, I found another one. (sighs) All right. Well, back to what I think is hilarious. Church lawsuits. (laughs) I want to get into the funniest is that Greg Locke is being sued by his county 
because the neighbors say he's too loud. And of course, what is his response? Not Yelled turn the him. other cheek. <laughs> he's countersuing his own county. But just remind the delight. Me, I mean, remind listeners who Greg Locke is. <laughs> Greg Locke is the hate preacher out of Mount Juliet, Tennessee, who was like, anyone comes here with a mask on, we'll take care of you. And oh, that okay. autism is caused by demons and uh, um, very sure. violent yeah. preaching uh, small man. And... Yeah, so finally his county is like, listen, we've been trying to deal with you and the building and the noises in your tent. And, you know, you have Sean Foyt here and you don't tell us and all this bullshit. Finally, the neighbors have had enough and they're told the county to sue them. And the interesting part is a lot of the people who are lawmakers or on the city boards go to that church (laughs) and they're having to participate in the county suing him but he's like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna sue him back (laughs) so he's gonna use his new movie money for that because you know he has a movie oh god oh i just I just picture him talking like Boomhauer from King of the Hill, like, I'm going to ding dong dong soon back. <laughs> yep, yep. But he talks real fast and he's real high, high voice. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to throw these demons out, and I got three witches, and I'm going to tell you who they are. Oh, uh, that's right, that guy. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. Drives me fucking crazy. And I was going to say the other one that does is Sean Foyt, who... I'm not even talk about because uh, guess who felt he needed to show up after the shooting here. Oh, anyway, no. let's <laughs> get. Oh, yes. God needs him. God needs his squirrely hair to just show up every fucking place. OK, <laughs> so more lawsuits. But this oh. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole and that is appropriate for Easter. So the church that Justin Bieber now goes to, it was Carl Lentz's Hillsong. Now it is something that you talked about once, church home, one word. So it's churchum. Churchami. And yeah, yeah. So they, I watched a news clip and it was this woman, I think her last name's Kellogg because I remember that. She used to work at the news station. So the news station is like, you know, this is Duda Kelly. She used to work for us, but then she moved to work for Church Home Church. But she is suing the church because it goes against, I think they're in Washington State, Washington State laws, although I thought they were in California. Maybe they have a few branches. Um because they have all the people that work for them have to tithe 10%. Have to. Yeah. And that's against some state laws, et cetera. And she's saying, you know, you can't require that. And they told her because she didn't do it at one point that you have six weeks or you'll be fired. So she's like, uh-uh. And, but it says she still works there. So I'm thinking, how uncomfortable. How uncomfortable to be like, but I'm still here and I still love you guys. Yeah. And Although then, I suspect there are plenty of other people who are like, go Kelly. <laughs> like yeah, right, breath, right. Like, I love Kellogg's. It's a exactly. hard time right now. They're not giving us raises. And it's kind of like getting free merch when you join a gym. Like, you're paying for it anyhow. You're paying it's for like it. It's like your dad That's says. what my dad says. Yeah. Hotels so like, when we come home with all the pens and toilet paper. Yeah. So, like, just bump up their salary by 10%. Take it off the top. And then nobody thinks that they're not getting something. No? Well, supposedly. Don't like that? Okay. that it, I don't know if that maths. But... That is what some people on TikTok are saying because they're like, oh, they tell them they have to. I worked for a church and it automatically took the 10% from our paychecks. Yeah. But that's still fucking, that's just, that's fascism. That's what it is. 
Yeah, but in, I don't in know. business, I don't like you'd it. call that, like, netting it up. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like, just build it in it's and church take tax. it out. It's church tax. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so they, they're getting sued by someone within, church home is. And so I started looking a little closer, and thank God for TikTok, they do all, I just type in what I want to talk about, and all the rest of the people do the work for me. <laughs> but on the board of directors of Church Home is a woman named Lou Taylor. And someone said, this sounds like part of something that Lou Taylor would think of. Because mm-hmm. Lou Taylor used to represent Britney Spears. And she was one of the main ones uh, that got Britney into a conservatorship. And uh, part of that conservatorship was taking 10% to go to the church. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And supposedly, Lou Taylor was behind uh, the conservatorship of Amanda Bynes. She talked about putting Justin Bieber at one point into a conservatorship, and she also is the one that helped Kris Kardashian form her church, which we talked about in former episodes which is just very, it's very monetary celebrity slash money laundering, money laundering. Chris Kardashian as a church? I don't remember us talking about that. Yeah, we did. And it was where Chris Kardashian wanted to start her own church. So she actually went and found a former, like, scandalized preacher who was then a barista, and she said, (laughs) I want you to leave the church. Oh, my God. But because she's involved in the church, she gets tax-free benefits through this and that, and then she tried to tell Kanye when they were together, not they, but he was in the family, (laughs) Right. you know, hey, go ahead and start your own church and then make that tax exempt. So there's a lot of shady shit going on. But I'm also like, how would you have this woman who is this close to celebrities on your board at Churchham, Churchham? Um, and I'm like, all of it is so celebrity money scandal bullshit that... It entertains me in in that I d- I I don't know. So well, then- the funny part of all this <laughs> is what I said. Um, we don't have to do anything to churches. They are suing themselves. They are taking down themselves. They are losing money and having to shut down whether. People in their church are stealing from them or (laughs) they're getting, you know, sued for things that are terrible or things like this. Like all that money, it's going to take so much money for all these churches to bail themselves out, even if the things are thrown away in court. They've already paid legal fees and all that. Yeah. And I say hallelujah. I will end it if you're ready to end it on something where the people are a little bit more um, devout and not celebrity focused and not rich, but a little bit Mm. famous. Sounds boring. um, They took three years off because of COVID, but they've started up again on Good Friday in the Philippines, the reenactment of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So these are... They call it the real-life crucifixion. It took place in this farming village of San Fernando in Papania province, north of Manila. So Mm. the people who are the devoted churchgoers, they wear the thorny crown of twigs. They carry the heavy wooden crosses on their backs for more than a kilometer in the scorching heat. And then they stick them on crosses. So they put them on the crosses, but they have a little wooden platform for them to stand on, which they didn't give Jesus. Yeah, like on Survivor Challenges. No, they did not. Yeah, they didn't give this to Jesus. (laughs) You can, because I had (laughs) pictures in my Bible. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so if you're going to hang somebody, you don't give them a little platform to stand on. So they they also have them tied up in their bicep area on the cross. Right. So they're tied up there for support. So and the cross then, is like a backpack. Yeah. And they just kind of get, <laughs> you know, hoisted up there like that. But then... They take stainless steel nails and hammer them through their palms and through their feet. I know. And so they, um, and then they set them up on this cross under the sun for about 10 minutes. Also, I think Jesus was up there longer than 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. It'd either be all the way accurate or stop. Yeah. So then I just love that. There's the commentary of the article. The Good Friday tradition is rejected by the Catholic Church, but draws huge crowds of devotees and tourists. There was one lady quoted who came from the UK to see all this. I'm like, wow, that's quite a trip. It's Um, you're watching basically an execution, the beginning of an execution. It's blood (laughs) thirst. Well, when you see the size of the nails. It's kind of not. So here's your next photo. Sorry. Are these, um, what do I want to say? The nails, uh, what are the tiny ones called? They're not needles. For molding and stuff. Yeah, they're close. But first of all, um, the needle or the, the nails go into the guy's feet. On the platform where he's standing. So it's kind of okay. just, it's, it's kind of just a trick, you know, of like, look at me. Yeah. I've, oh, it's like when you used to poke a, a pin through your flesh and be like, oh, look at that. I can and poke a pin. And they're cute little ones, too. And they look very clean. They and they did clean. put it, well, I bet, they've put it in between the two tendons, which is very nice. Like, it's <laughs> not going to totally damage the foot. At yeah, the same, same time, the it's it's absolutely disgusting practice. That's right, absolutely. So, um, it, this is this is another version of the of the article. Uh, the gruesome spectacle reflects the Philippines' unique brand of Catholicism, which merges church traditions with folk superstitions. Many of the mostly impoverished penitents undergo the ritual to atone for sins, pray for the sick or for a better life, and give thanks for miracles. Church leaders in the Philippines have frowned on the crucifixions and self-flagellations, saying Filipinos can show their deep faith and religious devotion without hurting themselves and by doing charity work instead, such as donating blood. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I mean, they did donate, but it's hard to collect. In a certain way. Um... Uh, But it just says also, folk Catholicism has become deeply entrenched in the local religious culture, citing a chaotic procession of a black statue of Jesus Christ called the Black Nazarene each January, which authorities say draws more than a million devotees each year in one of Asia's largest religious festivals. This Mm. is so, I mean, to me, it's so interesting, like the merging of things that we do in church and superstitions. Mm-hmm. And I like that the church is like, exactly. no to your stupid superstitions. Like, oh, no really, church? <laughs> exactly. Really, exactly. church? Exactly. Well, okay. even like no idols or um, talismans, it says in the Bible. Yet we keep seeing the crosses everywhere, hanging off necks and all that stuff. There is a pastor, ex-pastor in the Philippines who's gotten in touch with us. I didn't tell you this because he's an ex-Philippine pastor. And he's like, I'm so glad to find you. Oh, I'm so honored you friended me back. Because he realized it was all the Bible was bullshit. Um, And he's so sweet. But we were talking about about the Philippines. local traditions? They're they're kind of scary, too. I'm going to tell him that you said that, but he's yeah. very, uh, very sweet guy. And, you know, it's one thing for you and I to talk against some of the organized religion, but Catholicism is the state religion in yeah. the Philippines. And I talked about this before where there's no divorce, but they live separately if they want to, quote, separate and just live with other people. 
So it's the loopholes. whole idea of forcing people to have a religion is uh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Sheesh. Well, so uh, that's what's going on in Churchville <laughs> lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said on TikTok, I will give you $5 if you went to Easter Church and yelled, all crucifixions matter. Because, Uh-oh. like Bonnie said, what about the two burglars to the side? The burglars. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and the oh. burglars. Guys, if you have any other funny suggestions, I know mine were not as funny, but what's going on in the church, you can send it. We have like a website with all these little places you can do things. Um, Not always updated everywhere, but you can write us. And we really appreciate it. And that's it. Yeah. So be good little shit piles. (laughs) <laughs> we should stop telling people not to be shit piles. No, I'm kidding. Adios. Bye. <laughs>